0: Shalom to all. Today's office side of mem dalad. We are starting mem gimel amud The bottom line with the words of va'amrav yitzchak. And today's office sponsor Lili nishmas marsh miriam sar basv Yaakov ma'isha hernesh shamosh should and Lili nishmas Mars freidich ayibela basv yitzchak zvi hernesh shamosh should And now we have the last of our members from yitzchak va'amrav yitzchak amrav yechana mishum rav le'az b'n yakiv mem dalad amud on top of mase toifas arba ames latoma a mase four ames for toma. Now this is similar to the lecture we mentioned previously about a mase that a person is not allowed to say Kriyashma within four ames of a This is referring to someone being within four. Four amas of a kever. If a person gets within four Amas of a kever, he's Tomei, and this is Xeradarban to prevent people from getting too close to a kever. But Donatuna and Atana taught the following, proving this is true. Now we have to understand what the following is going to be talking about. This refers to an underground base of which is called a crypt in English. And this is a cave or a cellar of sorts that was dug underground, and bodies were buried in the walls. Now, before walking into the burial area, there was a small ante room, which is called the Chatzir, and the entrance into the Chatzir was either directly above it, meaning one would have to lower themselves down with a rope, or maybe jump in, or another possibility was just a sloped path or staircase, which definitely seems more normal. So, it's a Mishnah? Chatzar kever. This courtyard, this anteroom of the Kever. Again, the Kever over here is referred to this crypt, this underground burial area. If someone's in the Chatzar, Tahar, he's Tahar. Puji, Huba, Arba Amas, Differ Beisham, Beisham, says that this Chatzar area has to be four Amas big. Whereas Beisel says Arba Tvachem, it only has to be four Tvachem. Now, Behmedvar Murun, when was it said at Korn Tabez Hill that only has to be four Tvachem? That's if the entrance is directly above. Aval Pisachem and but if the entrance is from the side, means there's a sloped staircase leading into it, everyone agrees that it has to be four Amos in order for the person not to be Tomei. Ask the Gemara, in which direction are you going? The opposite makes sense. If the entrance into this Chatzar HaKever is coming from the side, so that means he's constantly furthering himself away from the Kever. But if it's from above, it's impossible that he's not going to be Mahil over the crypt itself, because when he's lowering himself into this anteroom, into this Chatzar, since this Chatzar kever is right next to the actual area of Kfaris, so he's Probably gonna go over that area where the Kvaris are and he's gonna to become Tommy So Gemara says you're right. Elba when was this set according to base hill? Then this Chatzer, this anti-room to the crypt, even if it's just Dalat Fachim, someone standing there is not gonna be Tame. That's your Pizchemin that side. if the entrance is from the side of all Pischemilama, but if the entrance is from above, our it has to be for Amis. Now here's where I tariram of Hanimili Chhatzar a This is all talking about Chatzar a Again, there's anti-room before this kever, before this underground burial area. Why is that? The Messiah that's because there's very clear mechitas. There's a very very clear division in between these two rooms, the actual burial area and the chatzar. So even though when he's standing in the chatzar, he's within Dawid Amis, of the kever itself, since there's a very clear separation, there's two separate rooms, he's not Tameh. <laughs> but if he's within four amus of a regular kever and there's no separation, there's no two rooms, so then it is Typhus Amis and he's gonna be Tameh. And now we continue explaining the Mishnah. We had said Isha <laughs> v'chulu, who is it that under one he had engaged a woman, we didn't get married to her, so he's gonna turn away from war. Tanabon, we have a brass <laughs> we explained the pasukim. Asher Eras, he engaged her. This refers to someone who is Ma'aris Abasula or even Almana or even a meaning, his brother had died without children, and now he's waiting to marry the Almana. Even if there's five brothers, or one of them died during the war, all of them are going to go back because of this one Shemar Shiavam. Now, we continue to ask the Pasuk. The Pasuk does not say, Loy, lo, He didn't take what does it say? He didn't take her. What do we learn from here? That if he was engaged to any of these women and he didn't marry her, he's not going to turn back because he's not going to be married to such a woman. The Gemara suggests, let's say this is not like Rabbi Yisaglili. If this is according to Rabbi Haamar, he says, as we're going to see in the next Mishnah, when the Passock says that a person gets to turn away if he's afraid or if he's faint of heart, this is talking about someone who's afraid of the Averis that he has that Rabbi would allow this person to turn around because he's engaged to a woman whom he's not allowed to marry. And that's an Avera. And from the fact that we say that he's not allowed to turn away, it must be that it's not like Rabbi Yase. The Gemara says, No, I feel it's tam- not Rabbi Yase Aglili. Our Mishnah could be like Rabbi Yase Aglili. Kid Rabba, it's according to the way Rabba explains it. The Rabba Rabba says, A person who had engaged one of these women to marry them, he's not for marrying them until he's actually bailed them. And where does this come from? Because the Pasuk says, He shouldn't marry one of these women so that he should not be Machal his children, meaning he shouldn't profane his children, because if such a marriage takes place, then the children are apostle, So you see that it has to do with a marriage, not just an erosin. And so according to this, he hasn't done an Avera as long as it was only Kiddushin. Therefore, even according to the mission is teaching that if a kain was makadish woman ushered him, he's not going to go back for more. And our we have a The tells us and these are the three reasons why a person's lie to turn away from war. But now the Braitha tells us the Pesach's telling you the proper way to act. She First, a person Builds a house, vita then he should plant a vineyard, and then he should marry a wife. Meaning that's the order of a person living their life. also said in his wisdom, prepare your work outside, and prepare yourself in the field. Acher afterwards build your house, which means that tells us that a person should first build a house. that tells us Zakerem, a vineyard, meaning a person should get a job and start earning money. this means go find yourself a wife. A different way of understanding this pasuk is this means learn mikra, learn psukim. But at basad alach, what does that teach us? Is a This means learn mishnah. Achar b'nisa be'secha, the pasuk tells us zegemara. This is the svarus of the mishnah. Another way of understanding this pasuk is that means first learn mikra and mishnah. But at basad alach, zegemara. That means learn gemara afterwards. Achar b'nisa be'secha, the pasuk says el masim That means in order to complete a person's limud atira, he has to do masim taivim. Or now we have another explanation, Rabbi Yisrael. He says, What does that teach us? That means a person has to do Masim Taivim. What does that teach us? Learn this up, and you're going to get Scher for this. And we can explain the Mishnah had said, And the Mishnah had brought Rabbi Hugh's opinion that if a person rebuilds their house exactly the way it was before, he's not going to turn away from war because of that. But I think Mark tells us, If he added even just one row of bricks to his house, so now it's not the same exact thing, so then he will be Chizer. Now the Mishnah told us, Rabbi Yezre Rabbi Yezre says, Even someone who builds a house made out of bricks in Sharon, so he's not going to go back. Why is that? Ton of the tells us, that's because he has to rebuild it twice every seven years, so that's considered a temporary house, and that's not considered a proper permanent house. Now the Mishnah continued telling us, someone who built a brand new house and he started living in it, but he wasn't there for a year, or he he got married, but he wasn't living with his wife for a year, so on and so forth. Now, Tana we have a brisa. The pasuk tells us isha that he married a brand new wife. I only know this referring to a brand new wife. Almanu grusha minayin. What about if she's an almanu or a grusha? How do we know that that's also considered a brand new wife, even though this woman was married before? Tam isha. The pasuk says isha Mikal makkaym any sort of wife. Asking Mariam Kain if that's so. Matam isha So why does the pasuk tell us Khadasha? that has to be new? So we answer It has to be new for him that she is a brand new wife for him. Yata this excludes if he's remarrying the wife he had just divorced. She's not considered new to him, so then he will have to go to war. And The pasuk tells us he doesn't go out to war. You might think that he doesn't go out to war, but maybe he would have to go supply water and food to the troops and fix up the roads. That's why the pasuk says nor shall any matter be placed on him, meaning he doesn't even have to leave his home. Now, you might think that I'm going to include. All these situations also, maybe they don't even have to go out to war be even to help out. Tom Laird, that's why the pasuk says, a love. What does that teach us? A love, ya that this fellow, let's say for example, the guy that got married but hasn't lived yet with his wife for a year, he doesn't go out at all, doesn't have any jobs whatsoever. Aval tamavir al but we will make other people do work. For example, the fellow who got engaged but hasn't yet married his wife, so then he's going to have to go out with the troops, but he's not going to fight the battle with them. He's just going to have to give them water and food and fix up the roads. <leave> <war> Once the Pazak already tells us that he doesn't have to do any sort of job, so why does the Pesach have to say that he doesn't go out to war? Of course, he doesn't go out to war. He doesn't have to do anything. So, the more answers Lavar, olav, shene, Lavin. this teaches us that we get to love him if we make him go out. And the Meshach continues discussing these psukim. The Pazak tells us, and the Shaitim add on and they continue telling the nation, what do they tell them? Miha Who's afraid and faint of heart? They should turn around and go back. So, the question is, what is a Yare Who's this person they're referring to? When we say he's afraid and he's faint of heart. So, Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, It's exactly as it sounds. He's not able to stand in the battle formation. This word means a phalanx, which was this tightly knit group of soldiers, which prevented the army from breaking them up. And he's not able to see an unsheathed sword. He's poshit scared to go to war, so he goes back. Rabbi Yosegulia says, Who's this This is a person who's afraid of Averis that he has that's why the tyrant mentioned all these previous people so that they could go back because of him. Meaning, the reason why the Tyrus said that a person who got engaged but they didn't get married or built a house but they didn't live in it or has a carom but didn't eat from it yet, that all those people go back for more is just that this person who has Averis is not going to be afraid to turn around. If no one else is going to leave, besides for people that did averas, he's going to be embarrassed to say, oh yeah, I have a virus that I'm afraid of. So therefore, those other people are going to turn away. Nothing to do with averas that they did, that this person could slip in with them and no one's going to know that he's turning away because of averas. No, Rabbi Yaisi says, Yisrael, Any of these people that have this marriage, hu ha, this is whom we're referring to when we say, this particular Avera. And the Gemara is going to discuss what exactly is machleks between Rabbi Yaisi and and Rabbi And the Pesach continues, And I'll be when the and finish speaking to the nation, And they shall appoint officers to go in front of the nation. Now that's the end of the pasuk, and the Mishnah says, Uba Also in the back, at the rear of the tree meaning before they go out to battle, they station officers in the front, and at the back. So what are these officers there for? So the ones at the front, they help stand people upright. If people fall down or if they start losing courage, they encourage them, they help them stand up and they say, don't worry, you can do it. So we have these officers standing in the back of the troops and they have iron axes in their hands. Anyone who wants to turn and run away, this person who's holding the axe, these officers, you could call them perhaps military police, they're allowed to hit the guy in the legs, according to some even chop his legs off so that he doesn't. Run away, And why is it that we want to prevent them from running away? Because the beginning of running away is falling, and the Gemara is going to switch it around because really it really doesn't make sense. Really, the beginning of falling is running away. Now, how do we know this? Meaning, how do we know that when soldiers start fleeing the battlefield, that causes a demoralization, and people start falling, people start dying? Shana says, Yisrael Yisrael ran away from the says, And there was a big calamity that struck the nation, which means many people were killed. Later on, it also says, and the people of Israel ran away from by and and many corpses fell. So this is the reason why we have to have these police in the back to prevent people from running away. Now we continue talking about who's allowed to turn away from the war. room, when it was it said that people are allowed to turn away? That's Harishos. When we're talking about a discretionary war, which we're going to explain soon, what that is. Mitzvah. When we're talking about a war, which is a mitzvah, everyone has to go out. Even a Chasson from his room and a Kal from her they have to go out and fight this war. Our Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda argues. He says. Room when it was said? Mitzvah. Only by Mohammed's mitzvah people could turn around. Aval Muhammad's chaiva, but a Muhammad which is a chaiv, I call Yatsin, everyone has to go out, I feel chasimhadroy, phalichupasa, even a chassan from his room, and a cala from Rakhova. Now the Gammar just asks my Ikabain Rabyesi or Rebesia Glili. What's the difference between Rabyesi and Rabiesa Glili? Both of them seem to say the people who have a veris turn around. The Gummar answers Ikabain Io, Aveira Dirabanon. Their Machis is whether he's going to turn around if he didn't have Veira Dirabon. Rebiesa Glili says he's going to turn around, according to Rebyasi, he's not going to turn around. So now that we know this the says Kman also had Tanya who's the following brisa like Sach bein Tfila. if someone spoke in between putting on Tefillah and and Tefillah and Shal Rush, Aver avera he yade that's an avera it's only an avera but but an avera b'chazer alei me'archa melchama he's going to turn away from the battle formation Kman who's this like Rabbi Yisegli like Rabbi Yisegli because it's not an avera and we had just said the Rabbi Yisegli holds that a person will turn away if he didn't have a the Gemara continues man Tana had Tan rabbanon who's a Tana of the following brisa Shema called Koranis v'Yer'sia this Jewish soldier is standing there he's ready for battle and then he hears the sounds of the enemy's trump. It, and he gets terribly frightened. Hagafas trisim virsiyah, or the clinking of their shields, and he gets frightened. Tchetzua haravais. He sees the shining of the swords. Umayim shaison le'al berkov. And there's water trickling down his legs, which means he lost his bladder and he wasn't able to hold it in. Chaiser that he's going to go back. Come on, who's that like? Le'mar Rabbi Kiva heviloi Rabbi glili. Let's say like Rabbi Kiva, not like Rabbi Yiseglii, because Rabbi Kiva said yariv ra'cha leivav means someone who's afraid, and this guy clearly is afraid. Whereas Rabbi Yiseglii didn't explain it like that. So my answer is no. Bahafi Rabbi In this case, even Rabbi Yiseglii would agree that this fellow turns away. Why? Because the Pasuk says, This is the continuation of the Pasuk. In other words, the Pasuk is telling us, who's afraid in Rachel, he's going to turn away. Why should he turn away? So that, so that he shouldn't melt his brother's heart like his heart. And if everyone sees that he's not able to hold his bladder in and he's shaking and chattering, and he's biting his fingernails and he's really afraid, so then he's going to demoralize everybody else, so he's going to turn away also. That's even according to Rabbi Yisrael. And the Pasuk Mishnah told us, that the reason why we're going to have military police in the back is To prevent people from running away, and the Gemara says exactly what we spoke at in the Mishnah instead of saying that the beginning of running away is falling, the Mishnah should have said that the beginning of falling is running away. So the Gemara says, You're right, Amo, really, what the Mishnah should say is that the beginning of the downfall of the army is running away, so we have to make sure that the troops don't run away. Now, we had said Mohammed's Harashos, and we had a between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanan in our Mishnah. So we have to understand what exactly this machleika says. Amr Bichan Bichan explains. Reshus dr Rabbanon zuhi mitzvah Rabbi Yehuda. When the Rabbanon talk about a mechamis reshus, that's the same thing as a mechamis mitzvah of Rabbi Yehuda. And mitzvah dr Rabbanon zuhi chayv Rabbi Yehuda. And when the Rabbanon talk about a mechamis mitzvah, that's a Machamas chayv of Rabbi Yehuda. So now we have to understand what exactly the machleika says. Amr Rav, Rav explains. Mechamis Yeshua lechbaish the mechama of Yeshua and all of Am Yisrael to conquer Eretz Yisrael. The Everyone agrees that that's a chayv. That was the beginning of conquering Eretz Yisrael. Of course that's a chayv all the wars that David went to wage, which was just to expand the Eretz Yisrael's borders, everyone agrees that's a Rishos. A war that they're fighting trying to minimize Goyim so that they don't come and fight with them if every once in a while they go out to wage war with the Goyim to make sure that the Goyim don't have so many troops. So that's our to And that's called a Mitzvah. And the Rabbanon call that a Rishos. What's a practical Nafkamina over here? If a person's involved in a Mitzvah, so he's part from another Mitzvah. According to this is called a mitzvah. According to this is not called a mitzvah. Malzov, we're finishing the eighth parak of Masechah Saitah. just like we finished this parak together. We should be zecher finish the entire Masechah together, and of course. All of shots together, and now moving on to the last parak of the Masechta, we're going to begin discussing Eglah Rufa, which is the name of the parak, and the general idea of what an Eglah Rufa is is as follows: A corpse is found outside the city, so the leaders have to take responsibility for it. Members of Besim come out, and they measure the distance in between the body and the two closest cities. Whichever city is closest goes through a whole procedure that involves resetting certain psukim, A calf in Eglah gets the back of its neck chopped, and a bit more. And now before we start the Mishta, let's just read the first three psukim that have to do with Eglah Rufa. Pasuk Aleph, which is in Dvarim, Aleph, Pasuk Aleph tells us as follows, If a corpse is going to be found in the land that Hashem your God gives you to inherit, and it was fallen in the field, and it's not known who struck him. This is a very key pasuk over here, Your elders and judges shall go out and measure towards the cities that are around the corpse. And it shall be that the city who is nearest to the corpse, the elders of that city shall take a calf, which no work has been done with, which is not yet pulled a yoke. And then the Pesukim continue talking about what's done with this calf so on and so forth. Some tells us Eglah Rufa Blashan Hakaydash. All the pesukim of Eglah Rufa are stated in Blashan Hakaydash. Shnay because the pasuk says Kemoser Chal Baadama, and that's how we know. And the Gemara is going to explain how exactly we learn from there that we have to say in Blashan Hakaydash. Now the pasuk tells us Yosu Zakenehv Sheitecha, and there's a and shall go out. What do we learn from here? Shleishim Bezdan Hagadol Yerushalayim HaYitzin. The Tanakhama tells us that three judges, three Dayanim from the Bezdan Hagadol in Yerushalayim, the Bezdan of seventy-two, they come out and they do this measuring. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says Chamisha, it's five that come from the Bezdan Gadol. Shnay because the Says, and that tells us, that's two, that's another two, and if juggle, we can't have a bezin which is even, we can't have four people in a bezin because let's say they get into an argument and we have two verses, two, so we have to add on another one. That means that there's five. Now the mission continues, if this corpse was found hidden in a pile of stones, or hanging from a tree, or floating on the top of water, they went through this eglarufer procedure, on the ground, and that tells us, not high hiding in a pile the passage tells us noifel, fallen, and that tells us t'ole not hanging on a tree, and the passage tells us Basada, and that teaches amayim, not floating on the water. Names of Sama let's say this corpse was found near the border of Eretz Yisrael, or near a city the majority of them are gayim, or near a city that doesn't have a arfin. so they wouldn't go through this procedure. And the message concludes Ein we're not going to measure to a city unless it has a bezdin, which seems like a repetition of what we had just said and the Gemara is going to explain how it's not. Now the Gemara asks my Ka'ammer, what exactly is our mission is saying how do we learn from the pasuk ki mata khal ba dama they supposed to say all al-basikum la shanakaydash so rabbo vohi answers ha this is what the mission is saying so remember the pasuk tells us va, va this is said by agla rufa la lanu aimer and over there when we're talking about hagisman are aval like we had previously what does it say va analvin va, va so you have exer shava from there mani amru la lan bashanakaydash just like that any over there is referring to lashanakaydash like we've explained previously afkan bashanakaydash so to over here thany over here is referring to lashanakaydash now the mission continues. we say der agla what is the seder of agla rufa ki In other words, let's just go back to the Mishnah. The beginning of the Mishnah is supposed to be read as follows. Period. That's it. End of story. And Now we know that's it's supposed to be said in Lashon we continue with the state of Eglar Rufa, Shinemar, Kimazichal, Ba'adama, so on and so forth, and this is the procedure that we're supposed to go through. Now we quote the Mishnah, Rebbe Huda, Oymer, Chamisha, Bechulu, and this is a Machlakis between the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda. How many Zekeanim of the Bezin, Gadol, and Yerushalayim are going to come out? Three, or according to Rabbi Huda, it's five. Now turn around, we have a Braysa. The Pasak tells us, that's two. We can't have an even Bezin. We add on one more. Harek and Chamisha, that's five. That's Rabbi, rabbi opinion. Now, rabbi, Shimon, and rabbi Shimon says, We can't have an even bezin. Why even only So we add on another one. So on another one. a total of three. So now we ask Rabbi Shimon, 'Ami haksev v'sheivtecha? Of course, Rabbi Shimon, it does say the word v'sheivtecha. So why doesn't he say that the word v'sheivtecha should tell us that that's another two dayonim? So we answer How am we byulei lemuachad nisham v'sheivtecha? Shimon uses the pasuk of v'sheivtecha to tell us that we need the most miyuchad of Shaiftim, which is referring to Shaiftim from the bezin agadol in Yerushalayim. So therefore, it can't be there to tell us that we need another two. Now Rabbi Yehuda, where does he learn that from? He learns it from the fact that it could have said zikne, but instead it says and this extra lation tells us that it has to be unique ones, meaning from Yerushalayim. Rabbi Shemin, what does he do with that? He says zikne. If the pasuk would have just written the word zikne, havamina, I would have thought zikne that that's referring to just elders from the marketplace. So therefore, the Torah wrote your elders. It must be talking about someone unique, not someone from the shuk. And because v'achmona if the pasuk only wrote I mean, I would think that we can take Zikanin from the smaller Sanhedrin of 23, and that we don't have to take them from the Sanhedrin of 71. That's why the Pazak says, telling us we have to take the most miyochid, which is referring to the Bazanagadol. Now, Rabbi Huda, what would he respond to that? He learns zikne zikne from zikne eda. Zikne yo'ada is talking about parhalam halim darv Just look over there, we're referring to the most miyochid of the ada, which is the Bazanagadol. So Afkan miyochid so over here, when we're dealing with egla rufa, we need the muhadim of the Ada, again. we just referring to bezinagadol. As the gemara i if he's learning egla rufa from par halam davar shal so ligmel akula mel Why doesn't he learn everything from there? Ziknechav sheftacha lameli. Why does the pasuk over here need to mention ziknechav sheftacha at all? It could have just said the word zikne, and then we would have learned zikne from zikne Ada. So the gemara says you're right. We have a totally different drasha. Ella vav vishayftecha leminyano. When the pasuk says vishayftecha, that's telling us how many judges we need. We need to have two. Whereas Reb Shimon memiha. Alpha The Vav of Vishayv Techa is not that's teaching us that we have to have extra Dayanim. Therefore, we're holding right now, Rib Shimon says we have three, and according to Rib we have five. The Gemara Mark is El that's really so. That Vav as a whole could tell us that we would need more Dayanim, and the only thing Rib Shimon would be arguing in is the Vav of Vishayv Techa. So, Vyatsu Shnaim, Umadadu shnayim. We also have the possibility that tells us Vyatsu and Umadadu they go out and they measure. So, each of those Vavs should tell us that we have to add on another two Dayanim. So, that would tell us that Huda, Rib Shimon, Shiva. Should mean that Rabbi Yehuda would hold that we need nine Dayanim, and Rabbi Shimon would hold that we need seven. So Gemara says, No, that's not so, because we need this for the following Braisa. The Passock tells us, They, these Dayanim themselves, go, and not Shluchim that they send. Now, Umadadu, and they shall measure, what does that teach us? Even if it's really clear that this corpse is much closer to this city than to that one, Hayumaydin. Still, they measure. Because it's a mitzvah for them to be involved in measuring. So the words, Viyatsu, Umadu, cannot be teaching us that we have to have extra Dayanim. On him. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.